All right, guys, welcome in. It's Brad with College Sportscast. I'm hoping this thing is used tonight, trying to get this thing off the ground. So, Brad with College Sportscast, and we are presented by the fanboys associated with Let's Talk Sports, Sideline Sports, and WSBN TV Channel 30. Check out our new intro. guys it's brad with college sportscast i may be doing this by myself i'm not sure i tried had some issues tonight um so um here to do our global jam recap and we're gonna get started with that anyway so um, i'm supposed to have somebody but he is having an issue with the link and i don't I think I'm having an issue with one of my streams as well. So I, I had an issue with, uh, it's been crazy trying to get, I took a couple of weeks off and now you try to get things going and um, it's a little bit crazy. So I really don't know. <laughs> like, I'm not exactly sure, don't understand why I'm having some issues. I'm looking at one other thing here. I don't know. But anyway, welcome to our Global Jam recap show. That's that's what we're doing tonight. Uh, Kentucky's been in, in Toronto, Canada this week, and they are currently finishing up the gold medal game um, as we speak. And we're going to kind of dig in to the um, global jam and talk about it for a little bit tonight. So, like I said, uh, it's a minute 23 in this game. Kentucky's a 20-point lead over Canada. Um, and minute now 20 point lead kentucky's ball and looks like they are going to close out a clean sweep 4-0 canada twice. um beat them nine earlier and they're up 20 right now with a minute 19 to go in the gold medal game so looks like they go to toronto canada and bring home a gold medal and a trophy. So it looks like it's a really cool trophy. And they get to bring it home to Lexington, a international FIBA event and gold medal and trophy. So pretty cool. They have played pretty well. So the 
said he died. So I don't know if that means. Can you hear me? I still can't hear you for some reason.
Hmm. I got it turned on my AirPods. Is your input correct? Now I hear you. Well, you can. Yeah, I hear you now. You have me now, Caden. Okay, yeah, I hear you. You hear me? I mean, all I change is a plug. I got a brand new computer, so. <laughs> I, I'm trying to. Oh man! I got I got a new. I go out. No, you're good. It's just a little laggy. Am I? Oh, I see your your lips moving before I hear the sound. I've got all this stuff <laughs> going on. So it's been it's been one of those nights. I'm not exactly me. One of my streams is not going right. I'm not sure what's going on tonight. It's been a crazy night so far. Just so you guys, if you know, this is Caden Holmes from, from Talking Kentucky that is on with me tonight. And uh, this was kind of a last minute deal to try to get somebody on with me. Like I said, um, Hammonds was back on here tonight, and so I'm, I'm joined by Caden Holmes from Talking Kentucky, and we'll try to get things going here. I'm not exactly sure, but uh, hey, Caden, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to do it. All right, man. I thought I would contact you and try to get, you know, and try to get your, uh, some of your inputs and your takes on, on what's been going on this week. Yeah. I, I figured that you weren't asking for my opinion on football, considering I'm a little lacking in that regard, but I'm happy any day of the week to talk about some UK basketball. That's, <laughs> that's my, my passion and I'm a big basketball fan. I've watched UK all my life. So I was glad to do this, but yeah, I was really, honestly, really, I was kind of tentative on getting excited for this team, but whenever I saw this game tonight, it kind of changed my mind some. Like, I really like. I guess my big takeaways from tonight were number one, Justin Edwards. I know he's what projected the number one draft pick, and so I think tonight, finally, I feel like he really showed why he's so strong and he can shoot threes. He's such a yeah, Justin Edwards. He's such a physical basketball player, and he can finish at the rim. He, he was running the ball down the court. Like, I feel like he's Terrence Jones with, like, ball handling and shooting abilities. That's what he kind of reminded me of. And then the other thing was Trey Mitchell being able to spread the defense with all of his shooting. I thought I, – I was really impressed by Trey Mitchell. And, you know, me and Coleman on Talking Kentucky talk about how West Virginia – West Virginia is the gift that keeps on giving, and I think they did that again with Trey Mitchell. So those were my two big takeaways, especially from tonight. Right. I don't know what your thoughts are, but. Well, so tonight's game, I mean, I thought they struggled a little bit, especially in the second quarter. 
Um, just a little bit, you know, they, they cut it to five a couple of times, I, I, once or twice in the second quarter, and then once early in the third, they did as well, I believe. Um, and, uh, but they, they, up, they played really well the second half. Um, they wound up winning by 17. And uh, so it, it was, it was a great showing to, I mean, whole week but um to go there and win and bring home gold medal and bring home the trophy is you got to be that right as a fan yeah and like you said that second quarter i was a little worried because it just looked like we were we were tired and we, we just we didn't have the intensity on defense but they were kind of dragging third quarter came out bit, and, yeah. and they yeah, they were. We were getting beat off the dribble a lot and just looked like our, our energy wasn't there. And I was afraid they were just tired from the week or something. But I was really glad to see him come back in the third and fourth and really put it away. And Antonio Reeves, can, I can't believe that guy didn't go to the NBA. He's lighting it up. I know, man. We'll, I'll talk, I'm, we'll get to that in a few minutes, I promise. But, golly, you're, you're right about it. So – Canada had a big game last night in the back last night to get gold medal game. I don't know if you caught any of it or any replays or anything, but they come back from 17 down with about four minutes to go late in the third quarter and, 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 you know, made it to the gold medal game, which I think was a big deal for them since they're the host um, country to even get to the gold medal game especially being down 17 with four minutes to go in the third quarter. Um, you know, it was a big deal for them. So uh, congrats to Canada for even getting there. Um, we played them twice, beat them the first time 24, beat them tonight 17. I figured this game would be a little harder tonight. I honestly think that the you final think score doesn't really do it justice because – Going in, like, first three quarters, I feel like we're pretty close. And then at the end of the third and then the fourth, we kind of we kind of pulled away. So I, I thought Canada, overall, they played pretty well, but they just couldn't hang at the end. They did. The, the Patterson kid, man, he had a heck of a, a, a first half for sure. I mean, that kid was all over the place. Yeah, he did. He really did. All right. So, Caden, we're going to get to Antonio Reeves, okay? And here's what I want to say about Antonio Reeves. Antonio Reeves took 57 shots in four games. We're not talking about a small portion, okay? 57 shots in four games. A guard who also took an average of eight shots per game as a three-pointer, okay? And he, he hit 60%. Yeah. Yeah, he, he just looks like he's That's he's on huge. a mission this year. He's he's throwing – he's, like, not even thinking twice about these shots either. Like, and it, it'll be from 25 feet, and he'll just launch it, and he'll, he's hitting them. It's amazing. I can't imagine – this team without him, like veteran presence and just his scoring ability. He's not just shooting threes. He's driving to the rim. He's doing floaters. He's finishing at the rim, like all around. 
he's he's incredible. I agree with you, man. I mean, like I said, his the what he's doing as a guard and shooting 15, 16 times a game percent is unheard of. That's a 60% is what a big man shoots in the middle. A good big man. And we'll see if he, if he can keep this up in, in SEC play. Yeah, we'll I'm see if he can you. keep it up in SEC play. I have a feeling yeah. it's going to be a little different, but it was very impressive, whoever he played. Oh, I do, but yeah, I do too. I mean, we're talking about international play here as well. So, I mean, they open the floor. It's wide open a little bit more, you know. So, uh, now Canada didn't play that way quite as much as the other teams. Canada um, really drove the lane. Um, they played high-low, uh, kind of like college players do a lot with big guys. Um, and, and, you know, they didn't play that way quite as much, I didn't think. Canada didn't, like, the, you know, the normal yeah, international. I, I have a feeling they took advantage of us not having a big man, too. Like, I have a feeling if we had Bradshaw or Ugana out there, we might have won by 30 or 40, if we're being honest. And I'm interested to see whenever those two are – are back to playing what Cal will do with that lineup. I hope he continues to play small ball and maybe play one of them at a time because it seems to be working with all these incredible guards we have. Yeah, yeah. I just – you got to give props to Antonio Reeves. Like you said, he looks like an NBA player to me. I don't really understand how, you know, the NBA could pass on something like that. I mean, I just don't see it. But I'm very happy that he's back in blue and, uh, you know, we get one more season with him and he looks like he's ready to fill it up. Yeah, me and Coleman joke about Brady Brady getting them right, but it looks like Antonio Reeves is, has bulked up and he's, he's he just looks his physic, – physically, he just looks so mature now compared to last year. And his, his play is, is – imitating that yeah so then i'm gonna get to i guess i guess i'll go from him to dj wagner what was your what was your take and what was your impression of dj wagner's be in these four four games well, obviously, I can see why he was the number one high school player, and the potential is there. I think sometimes he, he maybe tries to do a little too much, kind of like Rob Dillingham. But his ability to to create shots and finish at the rim, I think, is is really, really cool to see. And I think he's just going to get better and better as the season goes on. I fully expect him to just be a one and was- at at this point. Yeah, I mean, uh, he probably is going to be. Wagner probably is. Um, he, I was really kind of surprised by his three-point shooting. I thought he shot really well from three-point land. Um, I thought he was more of a take contact, drive, floater, you know what I mean, kind of guy. You know, I, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't as, I didn't know quite as much on his three-point shooting, and I thought he shot pretty well for the most part. He had one off game. I think where he was over five, but 
outside of that, he shot, you know, close to 40%. Yeah. And speaking of, of Wagner, like, do you think uh, it's looking like him tough. and Dylan Campbell? Toughness. Yeah, he is tough. He is tough. And his, his, his body is already NBA ready, I feel like. But speaking of, of Wagner, do you think him and Dillingham are going to be, I guess they're going to be switching off the point guard position. I assume Dillingham's going to play majority point guard, but it looks like Wagner's going to be bringing it down the floor some as well. Yeah, so, uh, heck, even Reed Shepard played some point guard this week. I, I don't know if he will he did. in the SEC play, but he did against some of these international teams. Looks like Lakers. Lakers. Jay made a comment. Why not keep Trey Let's Mitchell the- as a center? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, this is true. Um, you know, Trey Mitchell played really well, and we'll get to him. Um, he looked really good again tonight. Trey Mitchell did. So, you know, he did. He really uh, did. Yeah, yeah, he did. He looked looked really, really good. I appreciate you being on here with us, uh, and we'll get to Mitchell. That's for sure. He he looked really good. Uh, at least two of the four games, he 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 played really well, and he didn't have any bad games. Trey Mitchell did. No, he didn't. We rarely no, have I mean, that, someone have- like that that spaces a floor like that. Yeah, he didn't have any – Mitchell didn't. And he played really well, two of the four. Um, but let's get to Reed Shepard. So kind of the prodigal son for all Big Blue Nation and and you know, with Jeff and Stacy Reed – Jeff and Stacy Shepard, sorry. Um, but, you know – She was a Reed. That's why I said that. <laughs> oh, was she? I didn't in know. In case that. nobody knows that. But anyway, you know her? So Reed Shepard. Reed Shepard was I thought was more, more so the spark in these four games than anybody else for this Kentucky team. Yeah, and I think that's why I still think he's going. He could be an incredible six man. Just that spark plug off the bench. That's that's just my my thoughts, my opinion. But he's able to to play scrappy defense. He he makes for the most part good decisions. He had a few turnovers tonight. I don't think tonight was his best tonight, game. But he had two or three. Yeah, he, uh... he does the dirty work. He he can shoot. He can all-around basketball player, and he plays scrappy. And he's more athletic than I thought he was going to be. He's longer than I thought he was going to be. Like, he got some pretty crazy blocks one or two games ago. Man, that's what I got. You got to get to it. This kid, you don't see somebody that can block three-point shooters the way Reed Shepard did in a couple of these games. I mean, it's just – the closeout and to be able to get up that high to block for a 6'3, 6'4 guard, 
is pretty impressive. Yeah, I think last game he he got a block on a three point shooter, and then he took it by himself in transition and, and slammed it slammed it down. So I thought that was pretty cool to yeah. see. He's underrated for sure. Yeah, he was not a four star or whatever he was coming out of high school. Yeah. No, well, so he was. I I still say in one of them he was ranked as a five star, wasn't he? But the rest of them he was yeah. four star, I think. Which I, yeah, which that I sounds don't, right. You know, I think that's about right when it comes to him. So I agree. you know, all the uh, Kentucky fans were kind of you know on the edge of the seat, kind of waiting to see how this team would look and how this team would come together, um, you know, during this global jam. So how do you, how do you all think that the team looked, you know, how, how do you think that they played, they come together the way you thought they would? Was it better than you was thinking? What do you think, Gaden? Yeah, well, I'm the first to, I've been a little pessimistic. I know just like a lot of people over UK basketball and just the state of the program recently. So I was kind of in the mindset of I got to see it before I'm going to believe it. And I think this game tonight showed me that I think we're better than what I thought we were going to be. And I think so from a, from a guard standpoint, um, just having multiple scores I think we've got more more of those guys that are just going to be able to if someone's going to have an off night, we got more guys that are going to be able to make up for it. And I think that's something we've been lacking the last few years. So, I'm tentatively excited for this year and I I think it's only going to get better when we actually have big men. It's pretty cool that we won four games without a an actual center playing. Yeah. So, you know, outside of the top three that I just mentioned with Wagner, Reeves, and Shepard. Of course, you got to mention Justin Edwards. You've already mentioned him. Trey Mitchell is another one that, you know, had a, had a great four games. Um, you know, those five kind of really stand out. I thought Adu played really well up till tonight. I thought Adu kind of was not – he didn't really show out tonight a whole lot. Um, he was kind of in the background for most of the players tonight. Um, he only had three points, four rebounds. He did have three assists, two steals, and a block tonight. But I thought he was kind of in the shadows tonight a little bit. I do was um, out of the four games. Um Who did you think? I mean, outside of two, would you would kind of really stand out? Be Edwards and Mitchell. Yeah, I, like I said, I was impressed with Mitchell's ability to space the defense. I think that's going to be super important. Like we haven't really had a guy like that in Cal system. I don't think I, I can't even think of one single like stretch four. I mean, we had Nate Sestina a few years back. I, can you think of anyone else? I, I think he'll be 
they'll be very important. I mean, honestly, if you want to know who I can think of, the only one I can think of, Caden, is Derek Willis. Derek Willis, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Derek Willis was he, he when Trey Mitchell's I think is a better shooter than either one of those guys, and longer too. So I think he'll be be pretty pretty important to this team. Oh, Patrick Patterson, yeah. Yeah. He, I, I don't know. He would, he, he could make but some Patterson, mid-range jumpers, but, but he wasn't shooting threes. But he wasn't a. He, he didn't shoot a lot of threes. Patterson oh. didn't. Um, my, so. my example in the Cal area would be, would be Derek Willis. He was the closest thing in the Cal area that we have had to a stretch four. He actually played a lot of four, and he could step out and shoot 35 36% from three-point land, probably. You know, somewhere in that range, 35 36 37%. Um, that makes and me think, from like, what I've seen – Whenever – Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, from what I've seen from Trey Mitchell, you might be right. I mean, he might be a, be- a better shooter than that. I don't know. In four games. I mean, that's all I've seen of him so far. That that just made me think. I asked Coleman on our last show, like, after seeing these games, what do you think our starting five is going to be once Bradshaw and Uganda come back? I mean, we haven't seen Bradshaw yet, but I I honestly right. thought he was going to be our best player from the highlights. Well, I've I expect seen Bradshaw to play. All this, all this stuff that he won't play is ridiculous. He, he'll play. Um, I expect him to play, and of course you gotta be back with whatever happened. Um, you know, he'll be back at some point in time. So that kind of brings me to my next little topic here that I was going to put up as this. So when you add the bigs, how do you think that's going to affect this team? Because they played up and down and spread the floor and shot a lot of threes and and there was not a lot congested in the lane for the drivers, you know, for people driving the lane and stuff. So when you put bigs in this equation, how do you expect that to affect the, the team? Well, I know what I kind of want the starting lineup to me, and I've already kind of mentioned the small ball thing I think would be awesome with one big and four guard type players but what i expect it to be is ugana and bradshaw playing and i honestly like you said i am worried that that will kind of clog up the paint but we'll see what what cal does with that i think it should be dillingham wagner reeves edwards and bradshaw that's kind of the five i'm i'm thinking right now i think he'll want to play ugana So you think – try to think. So that puts a do on the bench. That puts Mitchell on the bench. Yeah. So it's going to be clogged somewhere in there, whether it's you know, the starting line or the you're, reserves. You're asking me who, who my five would be? I'll be what I've seen. I would probably have Dillingham on the bench. Um, 
I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure that it winding Wagner, Reeves, Edwards, Mitchell, and one of the bigs, whether it's Bradshaw or Ugana. Owen, Owen. That's, that's a good point. It's hard not to start name. Mitchell at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think, I think if he continues to play, like, I think he's a starter. I mean, tonight, I, I want, I want you to listen. Like, so he he also averaged like five assists a game as well, Mitchell. Okay, so he had I, – I, I got the stats. So I just got to add it together. So he had – he had 18 assists in four games. So he averaged four assists a game. Mitchell did. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I did not realize that. From the from the big, like from you know, like four and a half assist is a lot. And tonight he had a double double. He had eighteen points, eleven rebounds, five assists. Um, and like I said, he had a he had a game with seven assists. He had a game with five assists. Um, so. I mean, I don't see how you can keep him out, to be honest with you. Right now, like I said, I think early on, if he's healthy, that you'll see Uganda start. But it wouldn't surprise me if Bradshaw doesn't start and Uganda come off the bench. Cal's got a lot of options. Coleman says DJ Reeves, Reed, Mitchell, and Bradshaw. So, Coleman, you don't think – our number one draft pick's going to start. I think Justin Edwards is. is that he for doesn't sure say start. Edwards. No, he doesn't say doesn't say Edwards. I think I think Edwards is for sure. Maybe in place of Reed there, and Reed being the sixth man, I could see that lineup for sure. Reeves is starting. DJ, he's our, I mean, he's been putting up twenty something games. Reed, see, I don't. I think Reed comes off the bench. I just do with this Reeves. Team. Reeves basically put up 30 last game. No, Reed. Not oh, Reed. Reed. That's what I say. No, 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 not Reeves. Reeves doesn't come off the bench. No, no. Reed yeah. is Reed, what I yeah. said. Yeah, I agree. Six man. Yeah, I think, I think six Reed man. comes off the bench. I, I just do. There's so much. Like, Edwards is going to start. Yeah. I just can't imagine. I can't imagine – DJ Edwards and probably Bradshaw are going to start. And then Cal will probably add Ugana and um, Reeves to that. Wait, or did you say, already <laughs> say Reeves? Coleman says Wildcat Sports Talk wouldn't like this read. No, they would. Off the bench talk. Hi, listen, you, you. If you go by draft and 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 potential and everything else, and that's what Cal usually does. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Like that's what he usually does. And his veterans, yeah. And his veterans, but so the three that have the three incoming freshmen, according to all the draft projections and everything else, that have the best potential is Wagner, Edwards, and Bradshaw. Now, Dillingham is great, and Reed is Shepherd is great, and and they're going to be great players for us this year. I'm not saying they won't; they definitely will. They've they've Shepherd's proved to me that he's an absolute stud of a player already. Yes, Justin Edwards played well. Tonight. He killed he, it, he, Coleman. He was, the, he was he was the leading scorer, Coleman. Yeah. He, he led the team in scoring. He had 23 points, seven rebounds, um, two blocks. Uh, he, he played he played really well. Um, hit a couple of threes. He, he played really well tonight. Ed, Edwards did. He's he's going to be. Hey, Robert, what's up, man? It's good to see you on here. If I'm having some issues i've got some new equipment and i'm trying to figure all this stuff out so i apologize for that if you guys are off and i'm having all the issues tonight but yeah so like i see i would start dj reeves edwards mitchell and probably bradshaw it i i kind of would like to have Uganda in there for the rim protector. But if Bradshaw can step out and hit 35, 40% from three point line in the center position and can do that at the four, this team's going to be damn near. <laughs> yeah. I mean, didn't he already say, though, he wants Bradshaw playing the four? Didn't he say that at some point, or did I dream that? He did, he he did, but that's before you pick up Trey Mitchell. That's true. Unless you play Mitchell. I mean, you could play Mitchell at the five and play Bradshaw at the four. Yeah, you could. It's pretty interchangeable. You know, you can switch it up, play the seven footer at the four. <laughs> I mean, Man, I can't imagine you know, even Justin Edwards at the that. three. That's gonna be a that's going to be a tall lineup. Reeves and Wagner, they're both what, yeah, six, that's three, a tall six, four. Lineup. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a tall lineup for sure. I agree with you on that. It definitely is. Well, that's kind of what we've been talking about here is, is the, the outlook. You know, now, now that we've seen these four games, What's the outlook on the season, and where do you think they'll be come towards the end of SEC play and, you know, the tournament and that kind of stuff? But first, season, now that you've seen these four games, where do you think Kentucky will be? Do you think they'll be in the top 20? Do you think they'll be in the top 10? Where do you think they'll be heading in the season? Well, it's hard to say considering we didn't have our big men, but it looks like it looks like a top ten team to me. I'm I'm not gonna say number one until I see the, the team with, with all the pieces, but maybe somewhere in, in the five to ten range I could see that. 
And it, it, I don't know, it gives me flashbacks. I was talking to Coleman about this the other day. Remember whenever we, we had those Bahamas games with the Tyler Hero team, and we just destroyed everyone, like Mega B-Max and all those teams, and then we ended up playing Duke and getting beat by like 50. Right. So I'm hesitant to get my hopes up. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm get it. Say, Trust me, I, I've been that way too. Yeah. I'm going to say somewhere in the 5 to 10 range. And I'm not going to say 40 and 0 because once you say that, it's like a curse. But I think I, I would assume we're probably projected to be number one in the SEC, right? See, now that. I actually think, and 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 all you Kentucky fans that are on here with me is not going to like this, okay? But I actually think that Arkansas and Alabama, we have to climb that mountain first after the last year or two. We we are we have not been at the level of Arkansas and Alabama, either one of them, and they and both of their coaches are still recruiting and getting players like crazy transfers and high school kids. Um, I, in my mind, now I'm not saying, I don't know where they'll be at nationally, but if you're looking at just the SEC, at the beginning of this season, I can't see putting us of Alabama and Arkansas. We're going to have to prove it on the court is what I'm saying. I'm not saying that we can't get there throughout the season. I'm just saying heading into it, I think we're going to have to prove it on the court. That's my opinion when it comes to the SEC. Yeah, I'm right there with you being hesitant on getting your hopes up on UK basketball these days. Trust me, I'm pretty pessimistic myself. But <laughs> after seeing this game tonight, I, I do think I do think that we're – we got more guys that can just go get you a basket than we've had since, like, 2017. So that's that's – that gives me some optimism. Yeah. I mean, it does me too, a little. I'm a little pessimist when it comes to this right now, but a little bit. Um, but, you know, Coleman, do I think we'll take as many threes when the bigs return? I, I hope so. I actually enjoy watching the way they played. It's really fun to watch. Um, I hope that Reeves gets to continue to have that green light because he deserves it. When you can shoot 58.3% from the three-point land, you ought to give anybody a damn green light when you can shoot damn near 60% from three-point land. Uh, you name you – name Going into this game, he was four of eight tonight, which is 50%. Terrible, I know. <laughs> All right? <laughs> I mean, terrible, I know. But dude was 58.3% on 24 three-pointers. He shot 32 three-pointers in, in four games, okay? 32. And he hit 18 of them, guys. 18 of 32. If you can't give that dude a green light. <laughs> yeah, he's I just, I don't, 
he's playing on another level than anyone right now. And like I said, I cannot believe he came back this year and the NBA didn't see how good he was. And Col- Coleman says that we knew Reeves was our best player this time last year. I'm not kidding you, Brad. I saw the first play that Reeves caught the ball and drove um, towards the basket and made this like crazy pass. And as soon as that happened, I was like, yeah, he's probably our, our best player. And I think he pretty much was the whole time. He just looks like a solid basketball player. He makes the right decisions, and now he's just scoring at will. Like like you said, I hope he just keeps it up, and I hope they don't get scared and, and want to hold the ball and not shoot and kind of like what we've seen hey, in the Justin, past. Justin Edwards looks like he had the green light tonight as well. He does. So, I mean, yeah, you know, to shoot as well. I, I, Coleman was talking about asking about threes. I think – that you're going to see a lot of threes, and if and if if Bradshaw has the the go ahead to shoot more, Mitchell, we're going to see shooting more from a stretch four. Um, so Coleman, yes, I think you're going to see us shoot even in SEC play. I think you'll see us shoot at least 25 threes a game which is up from what we've done the last couple of years. So basically everyone I mean, last, we have other than Ugana has a green light, right? A do maybe. That's what I say. Yeah. A do maybe a do three point shot. Didn't look all that great. I don't know if I've seen him take one. Yeah. He took, I don't he know took what his few. jump shot he looks like. One tonight, he took you in these games. Oh, okay. It's to be honest with you, it's I need to shoot too many threes. Um, but outside of that, Coleman says 30. I agree. I mean, 30 would be great, but I'd say we'll average at least 25. Hey, Coleman, that's what that John Wall team tried against West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did shoot 33s that night. Sad part is they didn't hit three of them. No, they didn't. <laughs> literally they didn't hit three of them right that's the sad part <laughs> is that they didn't hit three of them all right you so can say we the asked, same about the I, kansas state game and um, yeah, yeah basically anytime we lost in the tournament <laughs> in the tournament yeah under cal yeah basically yeah the yukon game that we lost years ago that was the same way we might we them. might have some makers this year maybe yeah. Um, so I asked the question about heading into the season. Me, so there's been so much talk. I'm in so many groups. There's been so much talk about Kentucky not even being in the top 25. And let me straighten y'all's dumb asses up, okay? Like, I, y'all, if, if you think that Kentucky's not deserving of being in the preseason top 25, you need to take your basketball player's card and, and hide it in the trash somewhere. I mean, honestly, like that's just ridiculous talk. Um, I, I, I like me personally. I like when Kentucky is not quite so high preseason and they get to kind of come from behind and overtake things and do it that way. I like that better. I would rather see this team ranked 12th or 13th or something to start this to start the year out. Give them something to 
go after, to prove, to be like, no, you know, that's not even close to how good we are. Let's go get this. Give them something to go after. That's what I like. I think it's best when that happens. So, uh, you know, that's my take on the preseason thing. I do believe this team has enough talent um, to be in the conversation, to be number one or number two in the SEC, and to be in the conversation to at least make an elite eight run. I would love to see them do better. Don't get me wrong. I'm hoping that they'll win the national championship, but I think this team has the talent to at least make an elite eight run, which for us Kentucky fans over the last four years, that would be a hell of an, of an improvement if that happens. Yeah. And unless you have Anthony Davis past the elite eight, it's kind of a toss up. It's kind of anyone's to, to take home, but yeah, I completely agree. I don't want to be ranked number one beginning of the season. I don't want to go into South Carolina number one and they get their first one of the season against us and rush the court. <laughs> I don't really want yeah. to want to see that. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Let's be that. Let's be that ten to twelve or like eight to twelve rank, and then let's. We don't. I, have I don't even care if Tari on our back. Yeah, you know, twelve, thirteen, something like that to start the year out with. That's perfect. If you ask me. I, th- I think that's perfect. If, you know, you give them give them something to prove and to go at. Kind of upset about. Nah, we're gonna prove that that's not even right. You know what I mean? You know, so that's that's what I that's what I like when it comes to that. Um, when it comes to the rankings and that kind of stuff. Coleman says his team is like the Tyler Hero team. I, I would compare it more to maybe like the De'Aaron Fox team. But. Yeah, see, the, the Fox and the Monk and the Bam, that team was pretty – They that team was pretty special. And I, out of out of all the teams since 15, that's my favorite team. Agreed. That 17 team Agreed. is. Like, they had some talent, like, in more than one spot. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was the last time a team uh, was like a typical Cal team. With those that NBA yeah. talent on the roster, guys that were flying on the court, throwing up oops. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of my take. Now I gotta get to this. So I'm happy that everything and, and we've talked about where they might be. And uh, you know, I, I've also talked about the SEC. I think that Alabama and Arkansas has proven over the last two or three years with uh, Musselman and Oates and their recruiting and replacing their players with transfers and everything that they're doing, I think they've proven that they're probably the top two teams in the SEC over the last three years. Um, And I think Kentucky's going to have to prove it on the court that they are going to overtake them this year. And I think they have the chance to do that. I really do. Um, but hopefully we'll whoop their tail and uh, win the SEC, you know? Yeah, and I mean, for the first time and feels like forever, we got guys that are the kind of players that Cal historically have, have wanted. The guys that are – 
McDonald's All-Americans coming in, top five draft picks. So I think we got the roster to do it. Now, I'm not going to say right now we're going to win a championship, but I think this is the roster. That 17 team is kind of similar, I think, with the, you know, the Monk and Fox and Bam team. And there was more, but those three really were special and had a hell of a lot of talent, and you can see it. And you can see it in the NBA now. I mean, you know, those those three had a hell of a lot of talent on you know on that team, and that was a fun team. I really loved that team. It's one of my favorites. The seventeen team is, and I'm hoping that this team might you know rival that because <laughs> that's probably my last really favorite Cal team was that. Now I like the Hero team, the nineteen team, but it wasn't the seventeen team. No, and it, it. I enjoyed that game. I was watching that game with some some buddies, um, where he basically showed up. De'Aaron Fox basically showed up. Lonzo Ball in that tournament game. That was a, such a fun game to watch. Yeah. He was lighting. Oh, I up. remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. They were talking trash yeah. before, and he just went out there and played and destroyed him. It was awesome to see. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It, it definitely was. All right, so I got to get to this. Yesterday, hanging out at Drake's $100 million mansion, I got to ask you this question. Is that the biggest Cal flex yet? Well, it's certainly a heck of a recruiting tactic. (laughs) I mean, come on. Is that the biggest flex? I mean, that's Cal just being like, look at us, dudes. I mean, you know what I mean? That's – I, is that the biggest flex in college basketball history is what I want to know. <laughs> Devin says biggest flex he's ever had. No, Devin, uh, having five draft picks in the first round was probably the biggest flex, but this, this might be a close, close second. Yeah, it, it was, it seemed kind of arrogant, but it was good to see swaggy cow back in that one, I guess. What happens with Fierro and Mitchell once Bradshaw and Hugo return? So I think Mitchell, you know, I said it earlier for myself, I think Mitchell will be a starter, and I think one of the bigs will start and one of them will come off the bench. That's what I think. Um, And then you'll have Adu and Burks as the backup bigs off the bench. And you could also play Edwards there some if you wanted to and play him a little at the four. Yeah, Du is pretty versatile. I feel like he can play small forward, power forward, and heck, even probably shooting yeah. guard if he needed him to. So, I other than this we, game, Adu has been great. So, I think he will get he his He played backup point guard last year behind Wallace <laughs> did, late in the he? season. Yeah. He did. He did. Yeah, Adu did. Yeah. So, he could play one through four, honestly. All right, so I had to get to that. You know, I I think you'll see Adu play kind of backup minutes, probably 15 minutes a game or something like that um, would, would kind of be my guess when it comes to that. Um, but uh, seriously, seeing Cal 
posted videos and and pictures and they got like welcome university of kentucky and balloons and go i mean all over his mansion and then he's like panning around and he's like oh what's that hotel. is that a hotel yeah i wished you were here <laughs> i mean come on man is that not the biggest like flex to these recruits that's saying you know what you could have been here dude <laughs> yeah yeah we all know exactly that's why he was doing it and it's but it's yeah. nice to see him like smiling again because past few years it's it's looked like he's it's not, not been having the, this, the best time this team is the kind of team that cal has fun with the kind of, the kind of team that he likes if you noticed i think it was after the very first game in this global jam against uh, Germany was the first game. One of his first statements after the game was, is I, I don't have to design a play for these guys. Like they're basketball players. You remember him saying that? Do you, do you, do you, hear, you remember him saying that the other day? And that's the way he likes to have super talent that can just go out and make plays. Yeah, but wouldn't that's we like a, a few plays, you know, just in case nothing was working? But that's, you know, that's how like he likes to lead eight now. in the tournament. Now, I will give you this, play. though. Miss <laughs> Caden, I fully – I'm a basketball coach at heart. I've coached, you know, uh, on and off over the years and stuff. So, not at that level, but I've coached. And I'm a, I'm a coach at heart, and I fully agree with you, but – I'm just saying that's the way like Cal likes to play. But I will give him this. He pressed. I was very impressed with the way they come out. I love the trapping press that they done the first two games. I hope that they will play that. I was impressed with that. He the, he actually had some side out plays where he ran plays. Reed Shepard had a hell of a pass on a one second left on the shot cost shot clock um, sideline play in that first or sec second game maybe um, he he had a play there then yesterday he switched and played two three zone the second half yeah I in that game I yesterday I, I thought I saw that I had to. He take, played take two, three take, zone sure yesterday. He did. He played two, three zones. So what I'm telling you is, is he did make a few coaching moves that I noticed and that I liked in this Global Jams. <coughs> yeah, I, I agree. So, and I was I was impressed with how the second quarter tonight was was pretty bad overall and the adjustments they made in the third they're so much more energetic and really came out ready to play after the half so that's something we haven't always seen either and coleman he keeps on saying that i hope we actually press this year i hope we do too i completely agree with both of you on that one absolutely this team is with with reed shepherd out there and and, and Wagner and stuff, this team should be pressing, man. I'm telling you, the length, you got a guy that can move like Edwards that has the length that he has. 
And the way Shepard plays and stuff, this team should absolutely be pressing, and I hope that we will see that in the regular season, SEC play, that kind of stuff. He could even play like he could. He has so many options on lineups that I didn't realize before. Like seeing Justin Edwards handle the ball, he could put Edwards at two and have like a big man lineup too. Like he's got a lot of a lot of options there. I agree with you that Welch is going to be a great um, addition to this team. I think it's like he said; it's all it's already paying off. Um, the training that he does with these guys is going to be uh, essential, especially with this kind of talent. I think it will be. And Devin, I, 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 I am right there with you. I really hope that that's the way with this team plays. I know when Uganda is in there, it's going to be a little different. Um, Uganda will play more in the middle as a rim protector. He doesn't, he's not going to step out and even shoot 15 footers. I doubt it. Agreed. Completely agreed. Coleman says, I hope they didn't take any shoe lessons from Drake while they're at his house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drake wasn't even there. Was I he mean, not Cal's there? like, man, I got... Cal posted I, a picture no. with him, didn't he? That wasn't then. No, oh, Drake wasn't some, even there. Sometime else, okay. Yeah, he Drake was out of town uh, uh, touring and actually left Cal the permission. Cal was joking, saying Drake left me the keys. Probably one of his 15 houses, so something happens. He probably doesn't really care, so... <laughs> I mean, Cal's been like, Drake left me the keys. My friend left me the keys. <laughs> Coleman and I, on, I our, mean, on our last episode, we had a real estate. Um, we, we we did this thing where we we posted pictures of houses and we guessed how much they were. So we'll, we'll have to do that with Drake's house. There's no telling. Drake's mansion. Oh, is that a hotel? <laughs> My first guess would be like $100 million and it'd probably be too low. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Seriously, guys, I was just sitting back kind of laughing at all of it uh, yesterday and all the picks and all the stuff they were doing. And then Cal's swaggy, you know, swaggy Cal back back in the seat, <laughs> which I like to see. It's kind of funny, um, you know, but it does pay dividends. It really does. That kind of stuff. To these, you know, 17, 18-year-old kids oh, yeah. when they can be like, oh, my gosh, I can go do that kind of stuff? It pays dividends. It really does. I mean, I laugh about it, but the truth is, is there's a reason why he does it. It does pay huge dividends. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. With that one, that's for sure. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, he done the little, the same thing with Little Wayne, you know, mm-hmm. over the summer talking about Little Wayne. He's always bringing up uh, Mambasita and his and stuff with Gianna, you know, with the shoes and everything, and his his contact with her. He's, he does it with Drake. He does it. I mean, you know, if you noticed over the last month since this class is coming on board, and he's going to have this team. 
Cal's been putting it out there, man. Like he's just flat out saying anybody and everybody should be coming here. That's what he's saying every time. It's been way more than just the Drake thing, but this Drake thing in Toronto at the Global Jam and having all the TV stuff there and just flaunting it out, you know, was epic. I mean, it was an, it was an absolute epic flex. So with all I mean, really with all that in mind, do you think how many years do you think he has left? I know we kind of predicted that this okay. was going to be his last year, but it, it almost seems like it's not I'm at gonna, this point. I'm going to tell you what here's here's what I've been saying, Caden, and I've been saying this since the last half of last year. Really, this class is special. That he's got that he's got coming in, okay. And Cal has dug down and said, "I'm going to do this my way. I'm going to bring in my one of my best classes, and I'm going to do this my way. And we're going to go back to playing my kind of ball with my kind of talent. and And he's dug in and he said, "That's what we're going to do with this team. That's what he did." That's why we only had seven players for a while. He wasn't going after these guys and these transfers, and everybody's freaking out. And Cal's sitting back saying, I know the talent I got. I'm okay. We pick up Reeves and one or two guys, you know, to come in and be a veteran in this class, you know, and, and that's what he's done. He was he was confident in it. And here's what I'm going to say is this, and I've been saying this for a while. If Cal – pulls off an epic run with this class. Kentucky fans, you might as well be ready. Cal's going to stay here for the next five, six years. Oh, I thought you were going to go the other way with that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, I think Cal's here for, through that contract. If he pulls well, he kind up, of hinted because at that he's going to be the cow. Back, he's right? going to be like he's he's going to be he's going to be the swaggy cow again. He's going to be like, look, I told you guys this is my way. I've I've proven it to you. If he can make a run, and I don't mean when I say epic, it doesn't have to be that he wins the national championship, but if he can take this team and make a Final Four run or something like that, and and prove that this is the great way for him to coach and do that because he's heard all the stuff that he can't coach and he's a terrible in-game coach and blah, blah, blah. And, he, you know, the offense is, is terrible and it's, you know, he's still running the same old dribble drive that was 15 years ago and it doesn't not – the game has changed and, you know, heard all the stuff. You know he has, okay? Now, having said that, if – for some reason, this team falls apart like two or three of the last teams have. And after all of this, and you get the swaggy cow at Drake's and everything else, and then come, you know, February, this team falls apart and they get beaten a second round of the NCAA tournament, Cal might be done. At Kentucky. That's what I said. You know, 
I can I can see it either way. I I'd almost go with the other way around. Like if he wins with this talent, like Devin is saying over there, he might he might just ride off in the sunset. Because one one thing is I feel like we're not hearing much about like can you name one player in the next year or two in the high school class that's coming in? We don't like have all anyone's yet. talking about. Well, I, I just I feel like. We're not hearing much about it, and I don't know. I feel like it, it kind of makes me oh, feel Cal's like this could be his. definitely been betting on this class, for sure. Exactly. That's my that's my point. I feel like he has. He's, he's going all in on this class, and I think it could be a real possibility that he wins this championship, hopefully, and then this could be his last. And I don't think he's – I, I, I want to say he wouldn't make like a Coach K – five years in advance, oh, this is going to be my last year kind of thing. I, I would think he would be more more like, um, was it Roy Williams that kind of just step, stepped away silently kind of thing. I could see yeah. more so that with Cal. So, yeah, Devin, he's baking on this one. 100%. I don't know, I man. So. Cal's, Cal's pretty swaggy now and pretty confident. And I know that, um, you know, Devin here's talking about getting, you know, winning number nine and riding off in the sunset. I, I don't, I don't see that's that's not Cal's. It's not his nature. That's not his mo. You know what I mean? Like I just don't see that with Cal. Cal's. So you think he'd, he'd be like, I'm going to be gone on this day at this second kind of thing? Like, you think he would announce it I way think, in advance? I think Cal. I think Cal would route it out. Yeah, I really, I really think Cal would like to have that year or two or whatever, you know, of, of showing off. You know, this is me. You know, I, I just do. I mean, there's something about Cal. Cal likes that. He likes that attention. Well, I don't disagree with you that he likes attention, but I don't know. I just have a feeling. Likes, I, I can see it either way. Honestly, I can see it either way. Devin, he's one thousand percent banking on this class he has been for the last year and a half year year and a half one thousand percent that's what i'm talking about he has rode this class he's he said i know what i got i mean hell last year he's got a shirt on you know with the with the five names of the kids <laughs> you know with wagner and, and shepherd and bradshaw and you know dillingham and you know, he's got all the, the five recruits. He's got a shirt on, you know, and all that. And I remember a few months ago when we didn't have – we still had the seven players, there was a meme out that said nobody knew back then that Cal was – Cal was uh, had a shirt on with his entire roster. <laughs> I, I thought it was hilarious. Well, yeah, he's, he's got he's got DeWan Wagner's son. He's got Jeff Shepard's son. He's got the number one Legacy draft players. pick. Yeah, and he's got the number one draft pick on his team, Justin Edwards. So, and he's got his veteran in Reeves and Uganda. So, I I think he's trying to go out with a bang. I could definitely, I could I could see it either way. But if he wins a championship, I could definitely see it. Devin, you might be right. That would be a, a swaggy way to go out too with a bang. So I'm not going to say that that's. I mean, legacy squad. <laughs> He's got the legacy players. This is the I, I matter of fact, I wrote an article today before the gold medal game. You can check it out on Stadium Rant. 
I actually called them, you know, legacy players. Um, Wagner and Reed and Reed Shepard. Yeah, man, you've been killing it with the articles. Putting them, you're putting thank them you, out man. there. They, and they're, they're good. I too. am. Well, thank you, man. I'm trying, trying. I'm trying to get noticed on some stuff. I I write articles for StadiumRant.com. Check them out. Uh, most of my articles are Kentucky related. I do occasionally throw one in that's college sports related. I wrote one this week about where are they now with Jason White, Oklahoma quarterback from like 04 um, that won the Heisman in 03. But occasionally I write something else and just kind of mix something in because I do – my show is called College Sportscast. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to mix in. You know what I mean? But um, when it comes to the writing, I my passion is Kentucky. Um, so, you know, most of my writings are, are Kentucky-related, something like that. Um, and I'll probably do something maybe tomorrow on uh, the gold medal game here too. So, but, uh, you know, David, you might be right. He might want to go out with a bang. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Devin. Hey, Devin, I appreciate it, man. It was fun. We act like we know what we're speaking on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it, man. Tell some people about my show. It's College Sportscast. I don't do just Kentucky stuff every night. Matter of fact, after the, uh, this week, if you're still on with us this week, the next four nights, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I'm doing one at 8 o'clock Central Time an hour earlier than this one come on tonight. And I'm going to be covering the SEC media days for football. I'm going to be covering the, the, the teams that are at the mic in Nashville. Um, tomorrow is LSU, Missouri, and Texas A&M. Kentucky is on Wednesday. So I will be talking Kentucky on Wednesday. If you're a Kentucky fan and you just want to hear that, but I do cover I try to cover everything, um, but we do have an SEC flavor. I've got an Auburn fan that's on with us. I've got an ex-Ole Miss basketball player that's on with us. Some um, Hammonds is on with us. Some a Kentucky fan. I'm a Kentucky fan. So we have an SEC flavor for sure. Um, but, yeah, check us out, Devin. I would appreciate it. Um, and anybody else that's on the next four nights, this, this week right here, is our summer series week. We started out with the Global Jam coverage on Sunday night and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday each night. An hour earlier at 8 Central, 9 Eastern, we're going to be covering the SEC media days. So Clark Lee equals watching paint dry. Clark Lee last year claimed he was going to have take Vandy to the top team in the SEC. So I I'm just waiting to see what Clark Lee's going to say. Yeah, this is true. This is true. They did, which is terrible, by the way. But anyway, it's basketball. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably one of the worst losses in the Mark Stoops era. Thank you, Devin, man. I appreciate it. And Cole... Coleman, who is on here with us on the chat, if you see him, and Caden, 
do a show called Talk in Kentucky. They do mostly talk all Kentucky stuff. It is called Talking Kentucky. So if you are interested in that and you don't know their show, please check them out. They have a great show too, and I appreciate Coleman's been on with me two or three times. This is now Caden's second time being on with me, so uh, I appreciate it. I know Caden's got to work tomorrow, so I appreciate you being on. It's kind of late, but uh, I appreciate it, man. We finally got it together. It was it was a little crazy at the beginning, but I think we got it together. No, I no, I appreciate it. It's been a been a fun time. I enjoyed watching the cats. Anytime you can watch the cats and in July, I think that's a good thing. Um, yeah, summertime Kentucky basketball. It don't get better than that, right? No, it's 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 Christmas in July, so yeah, I was really enjoy watching <laughs> it, and I think there's some exciting things to look forward to on this team. I think it's going to be one of one of our more talented teams i hope when the bigs come back that we can continue the same kind of style of play and be random as cal calls it so i just look forward to that and i really appreciate you having me on here brett so you've got a good show going on i think it's cool i know it's a lot of work doing like researching all the other teams we were talking to freddie maggard um on our show it is and he he kind of does that with with football in particular where he, he's writing an article on tennessee and Man, I cannot right. imagine. That's I don't even know. Like basketball is my sport. I don't. I don't know if I can do that. Just off the top of my head with basketball, I have to do a, put in a lot of time. So it's really you have impressive. To put in a lot of research. Like yeah. you have to really sit down and you know look things over. It takes some time. It really does. Um, so we got this week. This is our summer series week, and then starting August first, it's a Tuesday night. Each Tuesday in, in, in August, I'm going to be doing a Power 5 conference preview. So I've got to do the research so I can know what I'm talking about to cover Pac-12 and the Big 12. And, you know, when you go and you talk about Arizona State, I, I don't know anything about Arizona State. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, and I'll be the first to admit it. I don't, you know. Now I'm going to do the research to where you know when I'm doing the show that I I, I will know some and and can cover it and you know um, talk about it, do a prediction that kind of stuff. But if you're asking me right now on the spot, I know I know that Emory Jones went there and played last year and actually transferred again. Emory Jones was the Florida quarterback two years ago that we beat um, in Lexington that was playing of in front of Anthony Richardson for Dan Mullen two years ago when we beat them. It'll be two years in October. And then he, last year he went to Arizona State, and he's transferred again, and he's now at Cincinnati for uh, Satterfield at Cincinnati. Emory Jones is. So I do know a little bit about some stuff because I keep up with it all. But it's hard. There's so many teams. I mean, there's a, you know, there's 133 teams in football and 360 something or something in basketball. I mean, it's impossible to know everything about everybody. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's impossible. All right, man. I, I'll look you up.
I look you up, Devin. I appreciate it, man. All right, Caden. I appreciate it as well, man. He runs a car dealership. <laughs> okay. Oh. You say these. Oh, that's his, his job to act. I see. Is that what he's trying to get at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's saying he's persuasive. Caden, I appreciate it. It's been fun. Um, I, I like it's it's always great to watch Kentucky basketball. It's even more fun when they have the kind of talent that they that this team seems to have. It's even more fun than that when they're all putting it all together and and you know it's really cool. This is something you know. Before this tournament started, Kentucky had never played Canada in basketball before ever. You know what I mean? Like. This is, you know, so to go on a world stage and go play some FIBA-sanctioned international events, it was great to be invited to this. I think it was an awesome event. I would love for Kentucky to be invited back sometime. I know they'll probably want to invite other teams as well to represent the United States in this, but – um, if Cal gets a chance, if, if he's still here, of course, but if Cal gets a chance to to uh, go back to this global jam, I would jump at it. It was a really cool event. Yeah, and it doesn't. I, somehow, it doesn't count against their or towards their international travel, like something like the Bahamas. So I don't know how they pulled that off, right. but I I think it was a success all around. Yeah, it was a really really cool event. Um, they had a great trophy. They get to bring home gold medals with this. Um, Toronto is a, a fantastic city. I know I was joking around about the Drake stuff, but Toronto's a fantastic city on top of that. Um, to go there and this and to, and to have such a great event that Canada put together here for this um, is, is pretty special. So I uh, love bringing home the golds. Too, so it's uh it was it was a great better event, than losing so. <laughs> any <laughs> so any Even time if it's against Canada that's for sure <laughs> absolutely yeah 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 absolutely. um and I think these teams were better than the teams that we see like in Bahamas oh I agree I think we played we played some Canadian team yeah. in the Bahamas. Was it Carl Carlton or something? But yeah, I'd say all these teams were, were better than those. So yeah, you're you're right, Devin. It is. It's because we're playing under the USA name. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what it is. So it doesn't count against that when you get one every four years or something like that for that international trip. So it doesn't count against it. So I would love to be invited back. I just want to say um, if Global Jam catches some of my stuff because I've been um, hashtagging them all over the place and, and stuff with my articles and, and this kind of stuff or whatever, it was an awesome event, great event. I loved it. I would love for Kentucky to have an invite back. Agreed. Completely agreed. Yeah. All right, Caden. 
I'll, I'll let you jump off here and then I'm going to like put up a, a one or two things for my uh, upcoming shows and then I'm going to call it quits too. So sounds good. Well, thank to... you for having me on. And anytime you, you need me to talk about some basketball, I'd be happy to do it. All right, man. K News, cool. Yep. Hey, Clyde. Clyde's <laughs> hey, just Clyde. now showing up. What's he doing on the Go Wildcats thing? <laughs> yeah, what is what is that? I, I don't know. All right, well, thank you, Brad. I'm going to head out of here. All right. All right. I know you got to work tomorrow. All right. So, all right. Catch you later. You, Go, man. Cats. Absolutely. All right, guys. It was a great show. Uh, I know I had some issues when we first come on. I'm not sure. Like I said, I've got some new equipment. Ah, okay. I got you. Okay, that's that's cool. I just I wouldn't have known who you was if you hadn't said, "Hey, it's me, Clyde." <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. I wouldn't have had any idea who you was. But that was Caden Holmes from Talking Kentucky that was joining me. Uh, Coleman was on here in the chat, and uh, they do Talking Kentucky together. They have a great show, cover Kentucky each week. Um, check them out. I, 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 I try to support them. They try to support me. We hit each other's show up sometimes. And uh, so check them out as well. And – so a couple of things that I got going on, I told you about this week. This is our summer series week. The next four nights, we're going to be doing SEC media coverage. We are going to do each night at 8 o'clock. Join us. Um, we're going to talk about the day's teams that come to the mic in Nashville for the SEC media days. Tomorrow is LSU, Missouri, and Texas A&M. So join us for that. In August, on Tuesday nights in August, one each week, we're going to cover the Power Five Conference's pre, uh, preview and picks. We're going to pick their regular ski season schedules. So if a team's going to go 10 and 2 or 8 and 4 or 6 and 6 or 4 and 8 or, or whatever, we're going to pick each team in the conference. Uh, first is the Pac 12, the eighth is the Big Ten, the 15th is the ACC, the 22nd is the Big 12, and the 29th is the SEC. I do include um, Notre Dame in the ACC. They play kind of half and half, half in and half out in the ACC. So I do include them in the ACC preview. That way I can hit them and cover them as well even though they're technically independent. Um, but check those shows out. we got the Summer Series this week, and then in August on Tuesdays, we've got the uh, Power 5 preview shows. And then we're going to have our DeFan Boys uh, Season 2 kickoff extravaganza on August the 27th. There's going to be over 15-plus podcasts on there covering teams like Texas and Georgia and Tennessee and NC State, and we're going to have some Furman stuff. We're going to have Clemson. 
Notre Dame. So check us out um, on August 27th. It's going to be an all-day thing. It's going to start at 11 o'clock Eastern time, and it's going to run to at least 7 o'clock probably. I am anchoring the show. I'll be the last hour, um, and then there'll be 30-minute shows in between, and we're going to have over 15, 16, 17 shows. I will be the last hour of the show, um, and, and check us out. On August 27th, it's our The Fanboys Season 2 kickoff. Uh, so I wanted to bring that up as well tonight. I appreciate you guys being on for my Global Jam. And uh, we will see you guys tomorrow night. Before I go real quick, I'm going to hit up. Clyde, I love this team as well. Yeah, Devin, I, they're half in and half out of the ACC anyway. I don't get it. They play half their schedule um, against the ACC anyway. Um, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Clyde, I will I will check you out on Messenger, um, and I appreciate you being on with me, man. And y'all check me out tomorrow night. I will have a show on. Uh, we will be covering SEC media days for LSU, Missouri, and Texas A&M. Catch our summer series. Y'all have a good night.